All right, Ross, I hit record. You're good whenever. Colorado Sports Guys podcast is brought to you by the Denver Chop House, located in the heart of lower downtown Denver. Some people call that Lodo. That's at 18th and Wine Coop. Wine Coop with a K, a block from Coors Field. This is a great place to go and enjoy yourself a steak. Maybe uh, belly up to the bar. Enjoy one of their house-brewed beers. Maybe have a roast beef au jus. You know how we do. The Colorado Sports Guys podcast in the Denver Chop House connected together forever they love us we love you now enjoy the show from csg studios high above the streets of beautiful denver colorado you're listening to the colorado sports guys they talk about sports and stuff and now your hosts jeff morton ross martin and nate timmons Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. I am here, as always, with Ross Hipsters, Glasses Martin. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, where the West lives. On and on and on and on and on and on. Making his way all the way down here from Thornton, we got the king himself, Jeff Morton. What is up, everybody? We're once again here at the um, Cacophonous Jake's Food and Spirits. Yes, cacophonous. <laughs> Jeff just found that word on his new MacBook Air. It looks pretty nice there. <laughs> yeah. The the Apple, and Nate's got one too, so the Apples will eventually create their own glow and light this room. Yes. You guys should get a Lenovo ThinkPad. Don't. <laughs> no. I heard those things were the shit. <laughs> nope, those suck. Oh, they do? Yep. Oh, that's Terrible. what I have. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure it's a fine yeah, product. Never mind. Yeah. That and my Android device. Ugh, God. Welcome to the 19... Welcome to the... I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. That was way too early. What was that, Junior? <laughs> I don't know. Missed it. Guys, I'm glad and proud it. to be here. Glad and proud to be here. Yeah, me great, too. Great show coming up. Lots to talk about. A lot to talk Lots about to as talk I about. enjoy a 90 shilling from Fort Collins, Odell oh, Brewery. 90 shilling. Atta baby. Yeah, Good I've had shit. that. What are you drinking, Russ? Uh, some sort of a IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Titan. Yeah, I would say it's a large IPA. It's delicious. I've got the old cutthroat. Another Odell product. Yeah. Fort Collins proud up in this mug. Yeah, yeah. We're doing good. Thank you. Yeah, not like those uh, <laughs> bums in Boulder who finally won uh, their first football bums game. Bums in Boulder, yeah, but they won it. By They've won two football games. Oh, yeah, nice. Two. How about that? Yeah. They, who else did they beat? Massachusetts. Oh, God. Speaking of Jeff, we don't count those. Come speaking on. of victories, let's just say that uh, there is such thing as a moral victory. Ugh. That's exactly what the Denver Broncos had on Sunday. Ugh. What? They could have had an actual victory had uh, some things gone differently, like a uh, new coach or something. No, no. Here's the thing. Uh, I think what this does, what that game did, that I mean, the Broncos lost. But if it did anything, it served to prove some stigmas wrong surrounding Peyton Manning. Interesting. What? Yes. No. You see, Peyton Manning has proven to everyone that he can also choke in the regular season. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Not baby. just in the playoffs. Take that, Peyton. <laughs> and or the Super Bowl. Um, but as I said last week, I said, you know, the Broncos need to get beat, and they need to get beat very badly yes. by the Seahawks. You did say that. And the unfortunate thing is that they got beat, but they didn't get beat handily. And they made it a game, so I'm a little worried that the Broncos didn't learn much from this experience. You know what I keep thinking from that? The entire game, as the Broncos were making it closer, I kept thinking of the the Colorado Rockies basically 
winning, going to the World Series in 2007, and then that basically confirming every bad habit that the ownership had. Right, and I even saw people uh, on Twitter saying stuff like, you know, this kind of proves that John Fox's field position game does actually matter. It does win out. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's confirming to John Fox that his style is okay, which makes me sick. Makes me like I feel like I have food poisoning and I need to have it coming out of both ends feverishly. Well, yeah. What I noticed, what I, the only thing, and I don't think we'll spend a lot of time talking about the Denver Broncos tonight and about this, this, this loss, this moral victory, in other words. I noticed that the Seahawks let the Broncos do at the end of that game was they let them walk, march down the field and score a touchdown and get a two-point conversion, which was extraordinary and that was fun and everybody who's a Bronco fan loved watching that. But the Broncos just turned around and did the exact same thing. And I'm talking about the defensive scheme that they're running, this like prevent defense. This It was this awful. No risk, zero reward or whatever. Like, no risk, no reward defense. Just, it just will give up everything except for the 80-yard touchdown pass. But then later, that'll equate to, like, a five-yard touchdown pass. It's exa- the Broncos did exactly against the Seahawks what the Seahawks let the Broncos do in overtime. And that game would have been one if the Broncos had just gotten the ball first because both teams were in that same stupid mode. But I'm also willing to admit, possibly, that both, both defenses were very tired and they really had no other choice but to run that type of defensive schemes but but all i'm saying is why do teams do that why don't they just keep being aggressive why don't they keep going after the quarterback why don't they do that and they didn't i don't know well it bothers me in the sense that both teams regardless of what got the ball in overtime whatever got team got the ball would have gone down the field and scored they would have scored like, like, that. like that what was bothering me about the defense was it was like we're basically playing for a field goal. We're hoping that we hold you on the goal line kind yes. of thing. And I was like, God, that's horrible. But, you know, they did look gassed. They played a tremendous fourth quarter. That was the best fourth quarter defense I've ever seen at Denver. Broncos Why? Because play. they were desperate. They were desperate. They were playing, desperate, they were they desperate were and they had yeah. got a turnover. Got a safety. They got a safety, and they did yeah. all the right things. But then as soon as, like, things are back into, like, normal – like, let's say it's standard operating procedure time. Oh, we can't give up a touchdown. Let's go back to this other stupid defense that never has worked in the history of football. Yeah. Especially yeah. There, was, there was one play there where it was like third and four, third and five. I don't know what it was. And it was I scanned the field, and I'm like, okay, Marshawn Lynch isn't in. It's whoever, Turbin, that, that guy. And I'm looking around at the receivers. I'm like, Percy Harvin's not in. Russell Wilson's going to run the ball here. And lo and behold, he runs the ball, breaks containment, gets the first down. It's like, how do you not recognize it when Lynch and Harvin aren't on the field? It's obviously going to be a run with freaking stupid Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Former Rockies draft pick. I liked how they showed a picture of him in his uh, Rockies uniform, though. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah. And, uh, did they? You, yeah, did, they you notice, did, the did you notice how uh, gregarious? Uh, they were trying to shame him, showing yeah. him in his Rockies uniform. <laughs> notice, notice how gregarious Mr. Phil Sims was. I didn't notice anything different about Phil Sims. <laughs> Phil Sims was just fine as he always Phil is. Phil Sims just roots for the team. He tries to give you hope for the underdog. The team that's losing, he See, will always I d- root I d- for. Listen, I never had a problem with it. I thought the petition was a horrible idea. I still think Phil Sims is a boring announcer that says very obvious He's a stuff. He's terrible guy. Yes. He is awful announcer. He's terrible. He is the Sean Elliott it's of, third and of five. NFL. He's got to pass for at least five yards here. Duh, Phil. We all know this. <laughs> See the guy that says the Cincinnati Bengals? Oh, yeah. The Bengals. All sorts of stuff. Bengals. Well, I don't need yeah. But anyway, I guess, I guess we won't go too, too into this. 
But I think the Broncos, let's just hope they learn something from that. I'm not at all disappointed that they lost. They made it an exciting game. That's all I really can hope for. And they needed some losses this year. And this schedule is going to dictate that, I think. And They're going to have some other close Why ones. does every other team in the NFL have iPads on the sidelines, but the Broncos still have printouts? John Fox don't believe in that. I don't know if Peyton does either. He doesn't watch that witchcraft on the sidelines. <laughs> well, I think last year they were having pigeons and carrier pigeons and send notices up to the press box. He has updated things a bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have come at least at least in now the, they have uh, dot matrix twentieth century. That is a step up from the carrier pigeons. Yeah, we'll probably <laughs> get back into the Broncos, but let's let's delve into some of Ross's tasty, delicious, always nutritious headlines. Mm. You think this noise grosses out everybody listening? That would gross me out if I was listening. <laughs> I don't really get grossed out by stuff. I've seen uh, seen some things on the web. <laughs> Nate's seen things. All right. I got a headline here. This is from uh, ColoradoSportsGuys.com by uh, one King of Thornton, Jeff Morton. Ooh. Here's the headline. Uh, one of the best headlines I think I've ever read, frankly. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, the NFL, violence, and the looming specter of CTE. Ooh. Criminal What do we have here? Elimination. It seems like somebody is connecting the dots out there in the world that maybe other people haven't necessarily connected. Is this a young man that during the 1800s was born <laughs> <That's> <laughs> into right. a dirt floor in a cabin? The guy who remembers life. Because... Before and after in CTE. In the Thor- man that planted the first peach tree in Grand yeah. Junction? In Thornton, they call where him. the men grow to eight feet tall. They call him <laughs> Jeffrey Peach Pit. Yes. Lesser Every- known of the famous... Uh, we still fr- use steam tractors fr- fruit up tree planters. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... I don't know if, you, if it was your turn to talk yet, Jeff. I'm going I'm to done. talk about... This is my right? headline segment. Had a power struggle right there on the Charles Sports Guys podcast. <laughs> Talk about my own damn article. What is CTE? This is my microphone. I'll leave what I want. What does CTE mean, Sam? I forget. Criminal Chronic traumatic. Uh, and I always get that last one on encephalopathy or something Ence- like that. Encephalitis? Encephalopathy. Just think of CTE so, as, I say, brain damage. Concussions, brain damages as, as occurred for it's concussions. Just, you know, it doesn't even have to be concussions. It's just Owies to the yeah, jarring of the head. Yeah. I think I said right after the uh, Ray Rice uh, uh, episode, when it first came out, I said, you know what? What do we expect from a liquored up brain-damaged super athlete. Yep. You know, maybe don't lip off to him in the elevator. And, uh, you know, that might have been insensitive. But this is the fact of the matter is, as Jeff says, as Jeff connects these dots, a lot of these running backs, a lot of these running backs that are having rage problems, like Adrian Peterson, Ray Rice, and the other guy from San Francisco, or... Ray McDonald. Ray McDonald. Maybe, maybe this is all connected. Maybe these guys are brain-damaged to the point where they have... No control over their emotions. Well, it's very interesting that it's linebackers and running backs who are having the people who get the most. And maybe I'm connecting too much, you know, coincidental information here. But it's linebackers and running backs who get the most pounding of any position on the on the field having these issues. And I don't know. If that has more to do with the NFL seeking out people who are prone to rage, or if it's just them having CTE, there's well, no way to know until you, they die. Well, Isn't this just Jeff trying to find 
a way to protect his beloved NFL players. So it's, <laughs> it's not Ray Rice's fault. His his brain. You know damaged. what it is, though. No, I think it's one of Jeff's ways of just another way of bringing the NFL down a notch or two ah. in favor, so he can continue to trump up his, you know, the NBA, which is like this gleaming beacon of. All that is holy. What did I say in the article there? Yeah, I want you to read the paragraph where I mentioned you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. TLDR. The, 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 the headline was so good. I, I feel, I feel like a, he got the whole thing in the headline. There's a looming, Everything. There was a looming specter involved. I tell you what, if it takes me more time to uh, Google the words in the headline than it does for me to read the article, then... But no, but what, how, Jeff, how, what about this uh, recent thing with the Tennessee Titans kicker? Who uh, went on a road rage thing Saturday night out of the blue? Ended up Everybody's favorite kicker. Everybody's favorite kicker, Rob Baronis. Rob uh, killed himself in a car accident. I mean, he didn't commit suicide, but he did kill himself by yeah. so apparently going on like a road rage thing. And now, two road rages. Are we to suspect that that he was? Uh, Hitting the head so many times that the, this is this brain damage caused him to lose his mind. I don't necessarily. I mean, he was just a kicker. I don't necessarily think you could say that about a kicker, but you know. I think he I just lived knows. out I mean, a fantasy that many of us have on the highway <laughs> on a daily basis. You know, I, it's, it's like I was <laughs> saying. It's just wrong. like you don't know. I mean, that's 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 the point I was making. It's like I wanted the questions asked of Roger Goodell and the pet presser just so they were asked. Because you know, obviously he's not going to have satisfactory answers, but I wanted to know that people were out there at least saying, maybe you know, asking if the NFL was maybe linking these sorts of things to, to violence and well, stuff like that. There could be that, and then there could be. Now we got the concussion thing, right? We got the NFL as a violent sport thing, right? What type of people does it attract? But then you also That's have it. the uh, the. Uh, Steroids, HGH, these types of these chemicals that pe- these yeah. guys are putting into their bodies. Kickers are not um, uh, like kickers might not get a lot of concussions, but they certainly are in the group of people that are doing a lot of these steroids mm-hmm. and drugs and HGH and all that stuff. So there could be that, but it's still you know maybe it's not CTE specifically, but it still kind of emanates from the culture of the NFL. It's, it seems like it, doesn't it? I Rage. mean, I mean. I, I, uncontrollable rage. It, it it just seems to be rage. I mean, the, let's Short just fuses. It, let's just like narrow it down with the whole NFL to this. It's just all based on angst, anger, and rage, and because that's what you need to play something where you get in. Probably you're going to get injured in every game. I mean, I don't have a lot of rage. Probably why I wasn't very good at football. Could be. And also, the next step after rage, zombies. Zombies. Mm, yes. You get so much rage. That's true. We're screwed, guys. That's true. And, well, I mean, we are all always one step away from the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I mean, there, there is. I mean, Jeff, you're right, though. I mean, there is There is something weird with all of this, you know? And, and it's the same thing with, you know, we talked about it, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, boxing, UFC, NFL, yeah. like all these contact sports where I was even watching one of my Facebook friends, his son's participating in jujitsu, and he's showing footage of things that he's he's seen his kid getting hit in the face and dragged around and i'm reading the comment section and there's like adults saying hey suck it up your kid's in a contact sport my kid had worse bruises than that these are seven-year-old kids i'm like what like parents aren't caring like that's where it's going to really change is when parents actually start to care that their kids are getting bodily damaged yeah. well here's what i think i think okay but the n- money's still there now we yeah. know okay and now we know and maybe we knew before but now we definitely know that 
These types of concussions can cause brain damage, right? So now we know. So now move from here, this date, moving forward. Today. People are going to have the decision on whether or not they're going to enter this sport knowing the consequences or not. Now, if the NFL – now, will the NFL be hurt negatively but there's, because I mean, of that? there's still parents that don't buy into all that. I mean, I, I still talk to yeah. – I still hear from parents on a daily basis or, you know, a week here or there where they're like, yeah, I'm, my son's going to start football next year. I'm like, are you worried at all about the concussion thing? Oh, you can get concussions playing anything. It's like it's not totally sunk into everyone. But, but should it be? I mean, because let's be honest here. The ma- overwhelming majority of everybody who's played football has not been brain damaged by it. Right. I mean, and it's not even – Nine out of ten. It's like ninety nine out of a hundred. I mean, Most people aren't. Yeah, but doesn't it start in pee wee leagues though? I mean, and that's why we probably won't see a major shift. Like we always try to say that, right? Soccer is going to be the next great sport in America. This is going to be things aren't really going to change that fast. Soccer, that the quickly. sport where you use your head to hit the ball. Yeah, where yeah, that, like they call. I think they call them uh, headers. Who's that? The the uh, on the women's team. There's that gal that's known for Hope that. Solo. No, oh, she's wait. the goalie that beats up her husband. Yeah, yeah. Was it a rage thing? Was it CTE? I don't know. It could be. I mean, when you think about it, she does do a lot of Is headers. It steroids? You know, it's, uh, Is it steroids? Is it wombat? It could both she be a goalie. Wombat? I don't know if she does a lot of headers. I don't know. But they, you, they use all their heads there. So the NFL, okay, so is this going to affect the NFL over the long term? Will they have, the question there is, will they have enough money to overcome this first wave of lawsuits that are going to be in, you know, probably in the billions of dollars range? And I would say, yes, they probably are. And then from then on, are they going to be able to survive this little, what I would say, small thing? You look at, like, the tobacco companies, right? For years, they said there was nothing wrong yeah, with smoking. Yeah, that's perfect. Right? Perfect parallel. NFL did the same thing. Oh, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong. There's no concussions. There's no long-term effects, blah, blah, blah. Now everybody's like, well, actually there is. Cigarette companies seem to be doing just fine. I mean, you still see teenagers. I see teenagers every day smoking cigarettes. How could teenagers afford to smoke? So I asked. I used to smoke when I was a teenager. All right, back in the 1800s. A little thing <coughs> called inflation. And Jeff. back when I was smoking, it was aught sick. You know, it was in, back in aught six. It was a hay penny. I don't like to, to to buy a pack of cigarettes of Lucky Strikes. Okay, seven hundred hay pennies. But now, but now it's like what five bucks for a pack of cigarettes? Are you six, kidding man. me? Six, seven six dollars. Are you kidding me? In Colorado, I fifteen mean, in New York. I, I I don't even under understand how any teenager could spend that much money on yeah, cigarettes. I saw like ten teenagers on the way over, and they all had cars that were ten times nicer than mine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it's amazing. You know, the, you, the, it's a good correlation with the tobacco companies. And I think it all goes down to the individual who's watching the sport. And I, and I make the point in the article, it's like, I'm hard, I have a hard time recon, reconciling my hip, hypocrisy, and it's hypocrisy. And there is a little bit, as you mentioned several times, Ross, it's, it's a little bit of the little brother syndrome. But at the same time... It's also like I'm really finding out how that, as I say in the article, how the hamburgers aid, and it's making me more and more like uncomfortable to watch it. I guess, and I'm like, I'm just, but I'm, I'm a hypocrite, and it maybe it's my. The article was more of an explanation of my own hypocrisy, and more of my own. You yeah, just named it that. My own hypocrisy. An exploration of my own hypocrisy. No one would have read it. They thought it was By like Jeff they would have Moore. thought it was like a George Plimpton article. <laughs> Nobody read it anyway because your article was the headline was so good. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, they just stopped wow, the headline. That was great. It yeah, is. it's a great headline. The I'm NFL, spent violence now. and the looming specter of CT. Speaking well, of headlines, well, here's the thing, though. 
What? What else do you got, Ross? Well, I'm not done. Hold oh. on. I just want to say. I'm just trying regards, to keep the podcast moving. Regards to the NFL and this whole thing. Yeah. I think that our, our culture, our American culture has like this. This uh, It goes to the anti-smoking thing, too. The anti-drinking, anti-smoking pot, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. People are like so concerned about what it does to our bodies and all this stuff. And it's like, like we're, you know, it's going to kill you. And, and, and I think there's certain element that says, you know what? We're all going to die. And maybe I would forgive or let go of the last 10 years of my life to have five years in the NFL. I think a lot of people would make that trade off in an instant because it's probably pretty awesome. Right. Uh-huh. And maybe people want to you know, say, all right, I'm going to go follow the Grateful Dead for 10 years and do a bunch of acid and smoke a bunch of pot. And maybe I die five years earlier, but those 10 years were worth it. They said still that last that week. People still have that <laughs> opportunity to make that choice. And I think they probably will moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I would. I mean, playing in the NFL is probably awesome. Well, I look at it this way: there's a, a lot of the people playing the sport are not from. I'm not going to get into a cult class thing, but a lot of them are lower income people who are grateful for the money, you know, and don't like know Peyton Manning. like they they what yeah. they yeah about time. And John Elway yeah, yeah John Elway those, those guys, guys low income people, but you know a lot of them like especially the defensive players. And you know there, there's also the shock of having you know there's also the shock of having too much money, yeah. you know which is affects you psychologically in a completely different way. And you know there's a whole bunch of layers to this, but at the same time, like I said, my, mo- mostly I think the 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 crux of the article was me trying to reconcile my own hypocrisy and me understanding that this is a looming thing going on, and yet I still watch it every Sunday. Well, I wish and, you well on your journey. Fact uh, remains, Jeff's still at a crossroads. Still I went down crossroads. to the crossroads. <laughs> There's my rider by my side. Do, 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 do. Here's a headline. Here's a little known chap. Little known chap from uh, people in Denver might be known of. His name is Rex Chapman. Oh, Rex Ooh. Chapman caught shoplifting over ten thousand dollars of merchandise from an Apple store <laughs> in Arizona over the course of like months. months. Right? Over the course yeah. of months. I didn't know that you could go into an Apple store and do a self checkout. Like I would be all about. Just stealing stuff from Apple. <laughs> That's Nate, a great idea. Nate with the Mac has just <laughs> branded himself for life. <laughs> Rex Chapman. I, I really did have no idea that you could do self checkout in a Mac store, and like, there's no oversight on this. Like, Apparently, you can to only go do in that in Phoenix. I don't know. Apparently, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why he moved there. He's very trustworthy. Yeah. Apparently, they liked him. Well, um, I, it's just. Has Rex so Chapman, weird. has he fallen on hard times? It I mean, must be because, I mean, he's been working he must have been making NBA. okay money as a Nugget executive. They don't make, Well, he you did know, play 12 years in the NBA. And made $22 million yeah. in, in 12 years. So there's only two things this could mean. Gambling problems. Well, it's definitely an addiction, for sure. It's either gambling or drugs. I saw him, and he did not look like he was on meth. No. He didn't look like a coke addict. He looked robust. So I'm going to go with addiction or gambling, right? <laughs> He's a gambler. He's got to have some. They call sort him of gambler. <laughs> hardcore gambler. Gambler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was a crazy story. Kind of sad to hear. Obviously, uh, from anybody, anybody, any celebrity gets caught. I mean, I still remember Winona Ryder being busted for shoplifting and being like, "What? What is she doing?" Well, I, you know, I think that might have been different. Reality bit on that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Did you hear that Man, joke when that happened? 1992 came calling yeah. there for you, Nate. <laughs> ben Stiller, Ethan Hawke. 
I mean, there is there is an impulse people have to shoplift to be bad because they're celebrity and they feel like they're better and everything. I don't think that's what this was. Rex Chapman is, I mean, let's face it, he's no Winona writer. He's not a household name. Right. I mean, Denver Nuggets fans know him. But he probably is in Phoenix where he played. Phoenix. That is very true. That is very true, Nate. He did play good amount of time. But here's the thing. Winona Ryder, I don't think, was then taking this stuff to a pawn shop. Right. Um, Rex Chapman was doing that. How stupid could you be? This This is only the behavior of somebody who's desperate and in need of a fix to take that. Because in some part of your brain, you must know as you're pawning this stuff that you are giving your ID over to a pawn shop because that's what they do. They, they check your ID when you pawn things. It, there had to have been something in the back of his mind knowing he was going to get caught eventually, but he probably figured, well, I'll be okay because I'll win this next bet and then I'll have the money to go pay them back and I'll, I'll be okay. But I feel like poor old Rex has a little bit of a gambling problem. It could be. You know, that, that is, that's, boy, you know, uh, Nate, did he was he point guard on the Phoenix teams with Antonio McDice or was that Jason Kidd? <laughs> I don't remember, man. I, like I said, I barely remember what I had for oh, breakfast. Oh man, it was Pop Tarts, concussions. Ah, yes, concussions from high school football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that or toaster strudel. Ooh, I haven't had a good toaster strudel. For okay, a while. people, people who are listening to this podcast, just in the tweet us and remind me if I don't like look it up in the like next five minutes, seconds, which I should have done before. So um, poor Rex Chapman's a degenerate gambler. Well, it's it's hard to like when you see stuff like this and you and you you know they're a celebrity quote unquote celebrity or someone in the public eye. You see them doing stuff like that. And it just doesn't correlate. You know, like why are you why are you doing well, this? Well, do you guys disagree you know? that it's probably I would gambling? think that it's gambling. I think no. it's it's something uh, like you said, Ross. And I'm just excited for the Lifetime movie. The Rex Chapman Rex, story? The Rex Chapman story. It'll be a 40 for 40. And then 40. we'll see the comeback story eventually. We'll It'll see awesome. it as a 40 for 40. 40 for 40. Rex Chapman. <laughs> 50 for 50. I like it. Here's right. a young-looking Rex Chapman here. Look at that. My God, he has hair. Jesus, that doesn't even look like the same person. I know. Kentucky. God. Oh, man. What that guy's what we all saw there camera. was... A young man with hopes and dreams. He's good that friends with uh, Brett Barrett. That, that guy must have lost the bet with that haircut. I <laughs> right. didn't think back then he'd sexy, be the Sexy Rexy is... Uh, is that's Rex right. Grossman, okay? Oh, let's that's not, right. That's right. That. Oh, that's what's right. going on here? All right. <laughs> Final headline that I got here. Um, yes, he did play with... Uh, not Tony to leave guys. our uh, Denver Nuggets fans out. Um, I got a Nuggets headline. Who? Good news. Training camp starts. Good news. Oh, uh, training camp starts soon. Media day is Monday. not my headline. My headline is uh, J.J. Hickson suspended five games by the NBA. Was uh, There goes the season. Yes. <laughs> Did we there have this he- goes the season. <laughs> Did we have this headline last week? <laughs> are, you on the right, are you on the right week? <laughs> what are you saying? Are you saying we've already talked about this? I think we didn't we? feel like we did. Maybe me and Jeff just talked on the phone about it. <laughs> I don't know. Probably, Nate, Nate and I probably just talked on the phone about it. But yes, uh, J.J. Hickson. talked about it over Pop-Tarts this morning. We did. We did. J.J. Hickson suspended Face five time. games, even though, like, he wasn't even, how, when's he supposed to be back? Is it the first five games? Because if it's the first five games, he's, he might have missed those anyway because the uh, ACL injury he suffered late in the season. I don't know if he's going to be ready or not for training camp. So, hey, I like this. J.J. Hickson gets a little bit more rest. Drell Arthur gets a little more playing time. 
I agree. We'll see you, Jeff. Right. I completely agree with Nate. It's I, mean, the, I think this guy's got to go. The st- <laughs> he represents uh, a, a break in the moral fabric that we like <laughs> to think of our nuggets. JJ the same reason why we shipped Rex Chapman's ass out of here <laughs> 10 years ago. It's because the guy has problems. I mean, Hickson's a guy hey, that's... we got to get J.J. Hickson out of here. Hickson's very well liked in the locker room. He's uh, a backup power why? forward. Because hoping... everybody can score drugs off of him. That's why he's everybody's Yes, because there's nowhere to get drugs in Colorado. There's nowhere to get marijuana in this state. Uh, Hickson's going to be a backup power forward. It's Kenneth Reed's spot. So, you know, again, if he was a starting player, we might be more worried about this because that's what we get worried about, right, is the stars. Yeah. What yeah. is a five-game suspension in the NBA anyway? It's less it's than a slap that on is the wrist. Like, that would it's be nothing. It's not, than... like, it's not like Mello is 15-game. What is suspension for slapping uh, hoodie slap? That Marty Collins? Yeah, wife? Marty Collins. Marty Collins? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe Lala at some point. <laughs> I'm just trying to do a little comparison here. Divided by... The old slap okay, and so retreat. It is equivalent to less than getting a full-game suspension in the NFL. So it's almost a Jamison Winston type suspension that they tried to do, like a halftime suspension. Yeah, it's like suspended for the first half. It's like Jameis Winston Nuggets aren't even going to be trying for the first forty-two games anyway. Yeah, I mean, unless uh, I'd be concerned about this if JJ Hickson was addicted to like heroin or, or something debilitating. But if it is, as it's rumored to be, it might it might be marijuana, something like that, like a third test. Not too worried about it. I'm a little worried. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the weed. He was going through ACL surgery. He's training really hard. He's trying to relax, man. He's trying Should to get, get a little. That. If he was addicted to like Oxycontin, I'd be worried. You know, if he was maybe, taking painkillers every day. Maybe he got some of that topical weed cream that they put on. You know, when they did the old rub let's, on the old ACL. Let's just say thing. this is the beginning <laughs> of the end for JJ Hickson in Denver. I'll just go ahead and predict. Are that. you saying it's the denouement? No, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that when they signed JJ Hickson, they thought that that was the beginning of the end of JJ Hickson. Yeah. He's had <laughs> Jeff some, doesn't think what, I know what denouement means. Whatever word you just used, it's not that. Is that a chocolate with caramel <laughs> in the inner? Yeah, good size. <laughs> Tasty. Tasty. That's what it is. That's all I got for headlines. Thanks for playing along, guys. That's all your headlines. Thanks for playing along. God, I really felt Thank like you were very little. Hmm. Interesting. All right, well, that's it for headlines. Denouement, the final part of a play, movie, or narrative in which strands of the plot are drawn together and matters ex- are explained or resolved. Yeah, we know. So, boom, Ross. Boom. Used appropriately. Boom. I don't think that's true. That is absolutely true. I don't true. think that it was used. Pr- Drawing to an end. You wouldn't, have had to, Denouement. you wouldn't have had to look it up if you were so sure it was... I was sure before. I needed to get the actual definition. We should for put you. this on the uh, the Colorado Sports Guys worst episode series, worst arguments. <laughs> Jeff Warren and Ross argue over, <laughs> over the definition Dana of a stupid French word. <laughs> the president's leaving wives in the dust, and you guys are using his words like wildfire. The president's moving, leaving wives in the dust. Yeah, France's president. Did you hear about any of this? Come on, Jeff. Jeez, his wife's a presidential candidate. And then she doesn't get it, and then he becomes president, and he divorces her, marries Sarkozy. his mistress, then leaves his mistress for another about, mistress. Are you talking about Sarkozy? I don't know. I just saw it on the John Oliver show, and I'm spewing it like it's my own <laughs> fact. <laughs> That's how I do, folks. That is how I do. So we talk about this Broncos game a little what? bit? I thought we already did. Well, I thought we were going to delve into it. We, right, delve this into is it. the thing. They're on a bye week now. 
which is too early, unless we could talk about that. Early bye weeks, I think, for NFL teams suck. We all, you always want the bye week to be, what is it? Well, the Broncos had the bye week like week 10. Yeah, I think, week last 9, year. week 10 is perfect. Yeah, but, you know, week 3, 4 is just like, I mean, you got to play out the last 12 games. When you know? I saw when the bye week was, before the season started, I thought, that is horrible. Broncos, that's a shitty thing. But now, after the first three games, I'm and, and seeing the way the Broncos have been playing, like a bunch of like my brother's kids, basically. <laughs> bunch of candy asses. Bunch of candy asses. <laughs> By the way, I'm no offense to my brother. I think my, I think my <laughs> brother's trying to listen to this. I wasn't talking specific. I was quoting a movie. You have a brother? Yeah. You're an only child. No. What? New facts. Colorado sports guys. Ross has <laughs> brother and a sister. <laughs> how long have how long have we known each other, and you don't know that? I don't even know Ross's last name. <laughs> <laughs> you say it every episode. It's Rockefeller. <laughs> Ross Rockefeller. Ross hipsters glasses. Um, Rockefeller. So I'm hoping that the Denver Broncos and mostly the Denver Bronco coaches can sit there and kind of stew in this a little bit, and and maybe honestly reflect back on these first three games and realize that. Maybe that they have one of the greatest opportunities to actually, I mean, to literally win the Super Bowl, but they're playing kind of like they're above it. I, I don't know. I don't know how to put it other than kind of arrogance. John Fox seems, and, and I don't, you don't hear much from Jack Del Rio, but he just seems kind of arrogant. And maybe he's just stupidity. I completely forgot that Del Rio was even a coach here. Right? Yeah. I, I, they just seem like they, they think they can skate by with these... Vanilla game plans, and, and I don't get it. I don't understand why. Well, uh, you know, when you're the head coach of the Denver Broncos, you got to have a mentality of, you know, next man up. Do they not have a... <laughs> That's like the only thing you ever said. Do they? Well, my <laughs> thing with the Broncos, I, I tweeted this out. I said, and we've talked about this. I said, you know, this offense is a Ferrari, but they're refusing to shift it into a higher gear than third. You know, it's like, put the freaking gas pedal down. Be who you are. Like Jeff says that. Don't be afraid to be who you are. I, I keep thinking they learned the wrong lessons from the Super Bowl. Yeah, Broncos, be gay. <laughs> Just be gay. But didn't they, I oh, mean. So that, Jeff that, was talking about something else. That final drive, he wasn't pushing the agenda on this one. But that final drive where Denver didn't started, hear the erasure music. There was no agenda. <laughs> All right. When the Broncos, on that last drive, when they started throwing the ball down the field, whether it was Seattle's defense giving them those plays or it was Denver finally stretching that defense's limits, you know, they talked about it during the game. They said the Broncos, you know, they tried to spread it out and they tried to throw it over the field, but it, they couldn't get the pass protection in the Super Bowl. It fell apart on them. Well, that doesn't mean it's going to fall apart every single time. You know, maybe it just that day something was going wrong. I mean, you can't you can't completely change who you are because something didn't work for you once. What bugged me was that they refused to go for it on fourth down. I mean, they had two opportunities to go for it on fourth down. One, was even the third downs, even, even third even and nine, th- they basically gave up. There was like bailout plays, and it was like the strangest game plan I've ever seen. And it's like, well, no, 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 we're going to prove a point here by running the ball. This is what we have to do, even though we can't run it in the first two games. And I think they confused conservative with tough i don't think those two are necessarily the same thing you know you can be tough and still have play your game and i don't think the broncos understand that i think they they went to a ultra ultra i think that first half this this, um, from the second quarter to like the end of the third quarter was the most conservative i've ever seen that offense uh, under Peyton manning ever 
the too bailout, much brains. The bailout, the, play, the, the too the, much brains and yeah. not enough balls. Yeah, it's just ha- the handoffs on third, third and you know six, you know, and from the shotgun that obviously are going to get stoned because the, the the Seattle defense is coming up the middle. I mean, it's like just, you, it was you, frustrating. You have Emmanuel Sanders, Wes Welker, Julius Thomas, Demarius Thomas. You know, like let these guys do what they do best. Yep, and and. I, it was really apparent to me watching the San Francisco or the the Seattle game, looking at just the way the Seahawks carry themselves on the sidelines, and it all comes from the coach. and And I'm no particular fan of Pete Carroll. Yeah. I don't know why. I, probably because he's not my coach. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if he was, I would love the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because he's yeah. arrogant. He he's brash. He's he's just. Looks like he's having a good time. He's engaged. His USC teams were like that. his. His and and all of his players on the bench are arrogant. They are they're tough, and, and the Broncos just look like like uh, I can't even explain it. Like when you see the comparisons of the two of them, I mean, you look at the Broncos. It looks like they are studying for a test. Like they're all sitting there. They're kind of sullen. They're kind of like okay, let's get focused, but let's just not go out and play football. Like the Seahawks look like they're playing football, and they are you know. And there's been a lot of uh, talk about how the Seahawks were interfering and, and the refs weren't calling it. And it's like, that, that's not, maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe the refs weren't calling some of it. But they, the refs are on that field just like everybody else, and they're getting caught up in the game. And when you see a team that is playing more energetically and playing more enthusiastically, then they're not just inherently not going to get the calls. You see this in the NBA all the time. Like if a guy was there in position, but he kind of half-assed it. Yeah. You know, he's not going to get that charge call necessarily. Or the team that, you know, you see it a lot, teams that attack the rim get to the free throw line. Like people used to complain about the Nuggets. They shot 15 more free throws than us. It's like, yeah, because they attacked the basket 35 more times aggressive. than the jump shooters. Yeah. And when aggressive, you see Demarius you... Thomas going up and kind of putting a half-assed effort at catching a ball. Where the hell is that guy? You know, the key. He's just, he's being. Is he injured? Like, what is wrong no, with that guy? No, he's not. I think he's just. I think he's on edge. I think everybody on the Broncos is on edge. Is there too much pressure because on this team? Because there's too much. There's so there's so much a risk of failure. Like because there's the, there's only one opportunity to succeed, and that is the hardest thing you can do in sports. So there's so much opportunity for failure. I yeah. think they're all on edge. It's not and like they're right, yeah, loosen up that. and they need to play football. It's like they're and they need to go up and just catch the ball and be tough. And you'll get start getting those calls. Yeah. And the ironic thing is is once you start getting those calls, you won't need those calls because you're playing football the right way. Well, the Broncos are an offensive team, and one of the lessons they didn't learn on this, and I think this is probably provably true at this point after three games, is that the Broncos refuse to be the aggressive team anymore. They're not aggressive on offense. And you remember the Broncos last year would like come out in the third quarter and just blow teams out in the third quarter. I mean, the game would be over. By the end of the third quarter. And the Broncos come out in halftime, and they're so conservative. They just, like, it, it, I don't understand it. And this game, the, okay, the game against the, the Seahawks was different from the first two. But it follows the same kind of spirit. It wasn't really different, I don't think. I but mean, it was the same it was, spirit. Yeah. It, was, it was like, uh, you know, it's like we're ashamed to be a good offensive team, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, That's come exactly. on, you losers. Exactly. They're ashamed. They, they almost look like they're ashamed to be good. Yes. Yeah. And, it's, and, and it's, even if you're more aggressive than the defensive team, you will win. doesn't matter how tough they are. If you stop being aggressive, the defense will annihilate you. And the Broncos have just stopped being aggressive. They are no 
longer and aggressive team. And that is just like, it's stunning with Peyton Manning as your quarterback. That has, to be, and that it does, has to be the coaches, right? And you heard, the, you heard the Seahawks after the game, a couple of their players, or at least one of them said, we knew all the plays the Broncos were going to run. You could almost see it. And it was like, I almost feel that way when I watch the Broncos. Like you can, you kind of know when they're going to run it. It's like, okay, this looks like a run play. And we know exactly what run play it is. Okay, it's this pass play, but I just I didn't think they did a good job of getting Julius Thomas involved or Demarius for that matter. Even even Welker early on, they they got Sanders going and then they kind of went away from him. I mean, you saw him late in the game; he was wide open when Denver, you know, right when Peyton threw that interception. It's like he gets locked on to guys and he chokes in big games. You know, he he really gets rattled, and it's it's he's not a big big game quarterback. And by the way. Um that comment about we knew what what play the Broncos were going to run, right? We knew it. I remember watching John Elway's Broncos in the late 90s. Yeah. And everybody in the whole world knew what play the Broncos were going to run yeah. in the red zone. They couldn't They stop were going to throw the touchdown to Shannon Sharp, pretty much. I wish yep. I had that. Every in- single person knew it. At the 50-yard line, they were going to do that pitch out to uh, Terrell Davis. Yeah. He was going to do cut back and go through the line. And the bottom line is yeah. it, it shouldn't matter if they know what you're going to run because yep. you're, you, you're right. You're, they are going to run that, but they're going to beat you anyway. You're absolutely People right. People think that, like, remember in The Waterboy, <laughs> that, you know, that movie, like his, the whole thing that Henry Winkler was saying? Cut his freaking head off. Well, <laughs> they was like, I got this super play. I got this great play. I just come up with it. It's just right on the tip of my brain. Like that's not the way football is. There's no, there's no secret plays. Everybody remember, runs the same plays. Remember Nick Nolte and Blue Chips? <laughs> yeah. I'll send them my playbook because they know what plays we're going to run, but we're going to run them anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. So uh, it shouldn't matter. It has to do everything with just how it's, how it's played. Yeah. I don't know. I hope they use this off week to do some soul searching, and they come back realizing who they are and not playing this tippy toe tightrope conservative bullshit because it's first of all it's not even fun to watch and why the hell another thing too is it, it they have monty ball they have cj anderson and then all of a sudden like ronnie hillman comes into the game you know and they run with ronnie hillman when that guy jumped off sides on a third and one and it's like what haven't we figured out that ronnie hillman sucks well remember- i don't know if he sucks he, he's not a great football player you remember what john fox said coming out after halftime yeah. The God. loss of Virgil Green really upset their offense. It's like George Carl back in the day saying, you know, Costa Kufis didn't have it going tonight, so, <laughs> you know. And it was like, it's like, come it, on, It was man. like someone who didn't even notice was in the game and got r- knocked out on a busted running play that he had, which was. Which, why is a tight end running the ball? Why is a play? tight end running the ball through the line? You, on third and seven. Yeah. And it was. It was. It was bad, and I think, as we all know, the Broncos, and you're right, Ross, they need this bye week yes, thank you. to get their shit together. They really do. Because right now they're doing, they got the tough, they, they, sh- they got tougher on defense, which is what they should have done, but they took the lessons of the Super Bowl and applied them in the wrong way, and I think they need to adjust their thinking and go back to being accepting who they are. I did best goddamn football. I team accepted who I am in the history of the universe. <laughs> yeah, you know, Brock, so they need to be, be like Jeff. They need to be gay. Is be what gay. we're saying. Just be gay. Just be, be gay. who you are, guys. Come on, just do it. Just, just, just go out. Be gay. Just Once you do, you'll soar. You'll <laughs> soar all the way to Super Bowl. That's you'll be right. seeing. Let it go, Broncos. You know what? 
<laughs> Nobody will love you if you can't love yourself. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Except the 70,000 plus people that are going to pack that stadium every single week. Yeah. For the home games. That's true. <laughs> Who do they play coming out of the bye week anyway? Is anybody Forgot. Patriots? I'm on Jets? vacation. Uh, I'm on Eagles? vacation. Uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. One more game without Prater. That's all I got to say. One yeah. more game without Prater. One more Prater. game without Prater. <laughs> when Prater comes back, we get our shit together. Yeah. Need him. I have been impressed with, uh, is it Brandon Roby, the rookie? I like yeah. that guy. Oh, yeah. uh, Some get the pass deflection or whatever on Paul Richardson. Reggie former Roby. CU. Reggie Roby? That was a former punter oh, for the Redskins. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Brandon Roby. Pretty sure. Something Roby. Something Roby. You got their last name right now. It's it? his new nickname. Something Roby. <laughs> Give us something Roby to talk about. Is that it, guys? Well, uh, before we before we get out of here, I uh, want to mention that you should go to ColoradoSportsGuys.com and click on the Amazon banner. Dot Tom? Yes. Got dot Tom. <laughs> Dot com Damn it. and uh, click on the Amazon Amazon bar <laughs> banner. At the top of the t- <laughs> now you got me like this. Beers did you had, Jeff? None. Like, You've had a lot of uh, parters, parter beers. I mean, anyway, porters. does that pasole have tequila in it? <laughs> it does. Uh, click on the banner at the top of the page, uh, and you will be entered into a portal that gets you into Amazon. Every purchase you make will uh, go toward supporting Colorado sports guys. No matter if, in, Nate, in Nate's sense, you buy ankle socks. In Ross, you get hipster glasses. Me, I just bought a MacBook. It was great. I love it. Anything you buy from that. Yes. Might want to hang on to that one. You, can, you, you buy this, and it'll help you out exponentially. It'll help us out exponentially. That's what we want. It supports the show. But you guys make this happen. It's been a great month for us so far with Amazon. We appreciate it. Keep it going. We appreciate all the support we can get. So go to Colorado Sports Guys. Click on that Amazon banner and make every purchase through there. We'll love you forever. Well said. Ross, do you have any idea how much nuggets we're going to talk next week? Media Day is Monday. Podcast Tuesday. I can't wait. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. I'll tell you what. I've been been telling. uh, I could tell that the... Nuggets Nation. Is it called Nuggets Nation? Oh, yeah. Or uh, Nuggets Country? No. No. N squared. Nuggets Nation. <laughs> Can't, nothing's country about NBA. It's clamoring. It's clamoring. I've seen a lot of weird conversations going on over at Denver State. Nuggets Stiff. Soldiers. People, yeah. have, uh, people have become accustomed to taking their lack of Nuggets news out on me, calling me bad names on there. Yeah. I don't find yeah, that fire particularly... It Particularly appropriate, but we heard, uh, we heard from a couple of fans today. One in Portugal, one from Romania. And the one from Romania is going to be here in Denver. He's going to try to attend a few Nuggets games while he's in town. Good That's awesome. Him. First trip ever to Colorado. Good for him. Love it. Love it. I would defect if I were him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Just kidding. <laughs> Got to go to. I want to go to Bucharest. <laughs> Bucharest. 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 Grand Budapest Hotel? That's uh, Hungary, I think. Yeah, it's Hungary. Or it doesn't okay. even exist. It might be a made-up thing in a movie. <laughs> yeah. One or the other. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll see you guys on uh, Thursday. We'll be back Thursday, yeah, talking week four without the Broncos. We can make some free willy picks there, boys. Ooh. See you guys Thursday. <laughs>